Hello and welcome to the No Cell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. And let me introduce you to your No Cell crew. First, he's the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Devin Dalwig. Real name, no gimmick. And No Cell's living legend, Mike Bubel. Hi, everybody. And I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. So let's get into this week of wrestling. And let's start off with SmackDown as we're going to WWE's next pay-per-view, Clash of the Champions. Oh, Clash of Champions. Yeah, I don't think there's a the this year. Did they take the the out? I think they they took the 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 out. Yes, they did. Get the the out of here. So uh, some big points from uh, SmackDown that Jeff Hardy has made a triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. I'm excited for that. So, so no chance that match is bad. Yeah. I mean, those three, all three great who, workers. You know, we've all seen Sami Zayn in, in ladder matches with uh, one Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen. Uh, they're nuts. We know Jeff Hardy will do whatever the hell he needs to. And AJ is uh, fucking AJ Styles, man. That's just... Yeah. I think SmackDown has been getting the... Uh, they're doing. I think they're doing good stuff, but they have that. You know, it's Bruce Pritchard running it. Little stuff over, over the cloud over it. Yeah, like people are not liking some of the storylines, but some people are. Uh, another one is the Bloodline feud between Jay or Jimmy. You did any, anybody see that montage they made to build up the feud between the two? I saw. Were you playing it on yesterday? YouTube? I didn't yeah. see yeah. the whole thing. Then yes, I did see it. I got it. Got me amped. <clears throat> I like the idea, but I like Roman being a fucking douchey heel to his cousin, which is what he should always been. Mm, but shouldn't he just like kind of squash him though? So isn't the that's probably what's gonna happen? I think that's the end game. You kind of pointless. I, mean, I guess he needs a match in the pay per view, but I think I think that's the end game. Is it just because they don't have enough talent? To work, I think they have plenty of talent. They're just lazy. They for, they're forgetful. I have no idea, but I like the idea. I think it's going to work. Corey, I think it's the storyline they had planned all along. They wanted to do this because it's showing that Roman's a, a heel now. He's going to manipulate and use his family. They're going to prove this isn't uh, that this is legit, and this is the feud they planned. And I think it's. At first, I was wildly skeptical because I was like, Jey Uso, pay-per-view, world title. But the storyline they're telling is really is really good. Uh, Roman using Paul as the reasoning, even though he's the one manipulating the entire thing. Paul going along with it because unlike the Brock template here, he's out front and admits that Roman is calling the shots and he is just doing Roman's bidding. He is not in charge. He's not anything he is simply here to do what Roman wants um, which makes it such a unique different deal than what yeah. we're used to where it goes I'll be interested and I know we brought it up I, I believe off air the idea that they should pull what Okada did with uh, what Gato did with Okada yeah turn on him and go with the younger guy Jay White like when Brock inevitably comes back because he'll want more money and they'll need a match with people or in the building yeah. You can always do the thing where Paul has to make a choice and he goes with the younger guy now. It's it's solid, great storytelling. It's, and it's, they should do exactly what Gato did. 
Because not only that, but it helps build the next guy up. Now, I know Roman doesn't need building up to say a level Jay White did. But it goes a long way in legitimizing him in the eyes of the crowd that has always had a hard time buying into him. And, you know, we've talked about it. It's crazy for Roman to be where he's at right now when at the time when the Shield was cool when they first came out, everybody wanted Roman to be the top dog. And then they did what WWE does and shove him down your throat, and it turned a lot of people off on that. It's it's amazing in this company that you can have a guy like Roman Reigns on your roster for eight years now and still not have him over to where you want him to be based solely on your creative... Booking of him. Booking of him. Uh, it, it's... If, if this was 20 years ago and this was WCW, people would be lambasting them for blowing yet another huge name. But since it's WWE, people will bitch, but it's like, ah, well, you know, it's his fault. He's not getting over. Well, no, it's, it's the terrible booking. This, I mean, their, their booking of him is in many ways more egregious than how they handled Goldberg after the first loss. But yet nobody really talks about it at that level. I have a name for you, Corey. I'm going to throw it back to you in here a second. Do you see, as you were explaining this, it kind of hit me, the similarities, the similarities of bad booking between Roman and Mark Henry, how long it took them to utilize Mark Henry the correct way? Yeah, I can see those similarities. It's more striking with Roman because he was better, faster than Mark Henry. In, in their defense with Henry, it did take till around 2008 to click with him. Um, granted, once it did, he became really fucking good, and they still kind of hemmed and hawed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can I can see that comparison. It's pretty apt. Is there anybody else you like? There probably are hundreds of people you can compare. Because with with Henry, it was the fake Cena out promo that kind of pushed him to the atmosphere of the Hall of Pain. Well, I don't think that's what did the it. beginning. That solidified him. No, that yeah. was the ending. Oh. What solidified him was the 2011 Hall of Pain run on SmackDown, throwing the guy off the uh, yeah. So I haven't found him thing. yet. Uh, the the Randy Orton feud, the world title, the feud with uh, Big Show. That's what finally solidified him as, yeah, they're booking him correctly. And then the, in 13 with the fake retirement, that's what really solidified him as, okay, this guy's good and we're doing. But then they went back to do another one. So it's it's called the John Cena curse. They got over by accident with John Cena. So if you if you look at it, they did the exact same thing with Roman. Instead of trying to get him over legit, they just figured, okay, let's have them boo him because eventually they'll love him because mm-hmm. that's what's what happened with Cena. And it, it, there's a reason it happened with Cena. It was a unique situation. You can't just try to mimic it completely, which is what they've done for eight years. And we are still in that unique situation right now that they're, hey, we have no fans, so let's, let's pull the trigger on Roman. If he has anything to say about it, come November 1st, they'll have fans. Who? Vince. Oh, yeah? They are working very hard to get back to having live events after this Thunderdome contract is up. I didn't. I well, I mean, their competition has fans. Yeah. I just, you know, they've already lost that race. I knew so. that was going to piss them off. Yep. I only heard that their thing are doing, well, I only heard, I've heard that when the contract ends that they will be looking at outdoor Arena stadiums to well, that's the first step. But outdoor in November, most places that's oh. that's have fun with that. Um, 
but no, he wants life any way he can get it. Outdoor, indoor, fucking someone's barn if it's big enough and yeah. can shoot HD. At this point, he's fucking obsessed with it. So, because not only does AEW have fans, um, but what he considers his actual competition, for reasons unbeknownst to me, the NFL has some fans too. Hey, I watched uh, two episodes, the first two nights of the G One, full arenas. Everybody's wearing a mask and they don't make noise; they just clap because you know. Well, it's Japan wrestling anyway. But full, mm-hmm. full arenas at this point because they're handling it the right way. How many people? They're not like huge domes or anything, but it's, I can't remember where they were this time, but it wasn't Corican, so it was bigger than that. But I would say, you know, five, 6,000 tops. Hmm. So then we go to Raw for the Raw Go Home Show to Clash of Champions. <laughs> and I think Vince McMahon just watched Mad Max for the very first time because we finally get to see Retribution. Without their black hoods on or ski masks on. What do you guys think of Retribution? I mean, it's terrible. I, the The costumes they have for these, these performers don't fit, so they spend most of their promo time fixing their costumes instead of concentrating on the terrible promo written for them. Um, they should, honestly should have just left them in ski masks and black hoods. At least they were able to work then at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then the name change. Just mm-hmm. at that point, like, if you change their names, why is... I knew I was going to forget it. T-Bar? T-Bar, T-bar Slapjack, and, and Mace. Mace. Why is T-Bar getting retribution? Why isn't Dominic Dijakovic getting retribution? Like, what the hell the fuck does T-Bar have to do with it? It doesn't make sense for a different character to have retribution. On a company he supposedly never worked for. If well, he's uh, he signed. So the with the with retribution, they did their promo yesterday, and they're, we've signed our contract with WWE, so we can do whatever we want. So that means everyone else can do whatever they want too, because they are all signed to WWE. That makes sense. That see, that's some of this doesn't make sense. And like when they were showing up for weeks, and destroying shit, and then like the hurt business or someone would come out and lay them all out. Why the fuck didn't you just try to take their mask off and find out who they were then if they were all laid out? But they just went back to the back. It's like the booking of it. It's just some of it doesn't make sense. Like if these people are coming to my work and destroying everything, and then we lay them out. Like I would want to know who that is too, instead of just like putting my suit back on and put my watermark on TV and go in away. So some of it doesn't make sense to me and it's terribly booked and I don't like the outfits or the name change. But that's just me. Corey, what do you think? I think, thank God, it's WCW that did the NWO instead of WWF. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine what that would have done. Would have been a two-week angle. Um, let's, let's talk about the bad booking, Okay. First of all, they didn't try to unmask them because it wasn't until two weeks ago they finally decided who was going to be in the group. That's true. Um, but see, then why the, put them on TV that's if why, it doesn't make sense? Well, because though. they didn't think of it. Because they also switched gear. They were, it was supposed to be an Antifa thing because Vince is the ultimate fucking pro trumper right-wing yeah. fucker. Fucking and he doesn't... It was all spoiled uh, biracial people uh, looking for justice with and free handouts. That was literally the idea. And then it's now it's just now it's just some sort of video game thing. Like, 
We owe him retribution. It's terrible. I, 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 yeah, we got contracts. You're trying to run the company, so you got contracts to wrestle for them and get paid by them. That makes sense. The one guy, fucking Slapjack. <laughs> I can't handle the fucking name. They, fucking Slapjack over They here. opened new Twitter God accounts for the three of them. And his handle was Slapjack WWE. Yeah. To, it still said Dijakovic WWE this morning I, when I went on T-Bars. But you're trying to... You're trying to to get rid of this company, but you've made your handles WWE at the end of it? Okay, that makes sense. Uh, from reports, everybody in the back laughed at this. <sighs> Not at the performers doing it. They feel bad for them. Yeah, I Because would it's like they're talented people, and this the view from like multiple people in the back, wrestlers, was that this company fucking just killed these five people. Good luck ever getting over ever being ever getting a chance to legitimately get over because the company just killed them dead with this complete because everybody knows who they are you have Diam- uh, Damian Dashkovic as T-Bar you have Mace as Dio Madden and then is it I think Shane, Shane Thorne Thorn as Slapjack. Slapjack and then you have Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez as the female however there could be more Oh, and they're going to change their names, too. They just didn't think of names, so they were nameless last night. It would be Roadkill and... Uh, Roadkill and, and Gorbleby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gorbleby. It's terrible. Garbanzo. Popcorn and cheddar. Yeah, and then there's going to be more, probably. They, they, they have, call me T-Bar. They have no idea what they're doing. Uh, for, and then, Who's of course... writing this shit? And then for the keen-minded, why is Mia Yim running in and costing Keith Lee a chance at the fucking world title? Um... That's an inconsistency there. That doesn't make sense. Um, it's just terrible. It's fucking ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It was the number one reason I chose not to watch Raw at all this week. I was like, I'll just check the YouTube hits and uh, go about my business because this is fucking, this is, this is embarrassing. I just read about it. This makes, as someone who went through all of TNA, this makes Aces and Eights look like the NWO. Wow. That's how embarrassing this is as a fan. It's like, God damn, that's... I watched the three-minute highlight on YouTube of the promo, and it was terrible. You have Dijakovic, who is charismatic and can talk, and now he's cosplaying Bane because somebody watched the last Batman movie for the 15th time a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like they, mm. w- What they've done with these five wrestlers is Slapjack, he has a hockey mask, uh, T-Bar... Dijakovic has the Bane mask. However, he has like warrior paint under over his eyes. The uh, Mace Mace. Ha- Mace has the like same mask on, but with dread. So people are calling him the Predator. And then you have and then Yim and, Yim and Mercedes Marti- just have COVID masks on. Yeah, you can totally tell who they are. They're not even trying to hide it. Like you, and it doesn't help that with Mia Yim, she has the. Bright blue hair, so instead of having, hey, want to die? You know what I mean? Like, why change it? But, like, why did they pick the two women from NXT with the most distinct, unique looks instead of like any of the blondes that are just like stacked up in in NXT? Rumor and innuendo is that Chelsea Green will also be part of Retribution. God, I hope not. No, I'll tune in. I hope, I hope for her sake, they just keep her in NXT and forget about her for a while. Which all, they have. All I can think of. That's, it's for the best. Watching the initial promo from T-Bar. <laughs> I will get it. I, I will remember T-Bar. Well, I was like, T-ball. this is what 
They, I feel like this is what they envisioned Ascension to be. Oh God, you're right. That probably is like and everything. Connor like, and Victor, like mm-hmm. someone on creative is like, you know, the Ascension was a good idea. And we just had the wrong people. This is what they decided. Maybe they'll bring Connor and Victor back. Like, no, they'll need retribution. Wasn't, I, it wasn't the wrong people. <laughs> what do you call, do? You guys think that? I know, Corey. You've had you just mentioned like <laughs> this. This is basically destroying the five. Oh yeah. But is there any? Does anybody have any ideas of the, any way that they could come up, get out of this situation? Like, if they just kill the yeah. spot now, or do they change the gear next week? Like, no, no, no. Next week, have the roster annihilate them on TV, take them off for six months, bring them back separately with their old gimmicks, and just see if they have a chance. This is suicide. It goes to a, uh, a quote I read this morning. Uh, I think it was James Powell. PW Torch. He spoke to uh, an actual wrestler in the dressing room last night, and this they, he didn't say which one, but he, but the guy gave him a quote. It sounds like Orton, but you never know. The quote was, "I'm not surprised. The only thing worse in this company than not getting a push is getting a push." Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> God. So wow. So and we did. So <laughs> the and the all out brawl thing we did have last night. Yeah, but. There was a little side story to that. So, uh, Retribution comes out and interrupts the main event. Then the Raw roster room comes out and attacks. So, the roster takes out Retribution, and it's just the champ, Drew McIntyre, in the ring. And then Randy Orton comes in, and RK owes him out of nowhere. However, earlier in the night, for the, what, fifth straight week? Almost is Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. I think it's just the third, but yeah. Well, it's because all like they five. all they do is do the same fucking matches on Raw every week. And then Keith Lee and Orton, or Keith Lee and Drew, Dominic and Rollins in some sort of fucking fashion, Street Profits and Andrade and Garza in some form or fashion, Oscar and Os- Zelina yeah. Vega or somebody it's in like, some sort of fashion. They just do the same shit. Every week and wonder why they're getting a 1.6. I don't think, I, I would say this. It doesn't help them that when you go on the web, go on tw- social media, and it's 1 o'clock on Mondays, and they go, yep, they still haven't finalized Raw. Yeah, and then they start leaking, oh, in a rematch, in a steel cage, rematch. But <laughs> Randy punted both Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre. How, why did they weaken the punt? The punt? Because they After do this, Sean no sold it. Because they do this to everything in this company. If anything gets over, they run it into the ground until it means nothing. We've seen this literally a thousand times in the last fifteen years. So yeah, they're uh, they're building their way to Clash of Champions, which we should mark out no sell for. That we should. And I have the card, Joe. All right, read them off. You know, well, hold on. You forgot to talk about the. Uh, Oh, I forgot. Yes, the deflowering the, of yeah. Aaliyah Mysterio. Yes, here. I forgot. Let's talk about this for deflowering? a minute. Deflowering. So, uh, don't you, 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 nineteen guys. Oh, okay, you, she's probably been deflowered. You guys, you remember when uh, we did that storyline with Ray and Eddie? Yep. Yeah, it was uh, fifteen years ago about the battle of Dominic. Yeah, who's who's the daddy? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is now coming out saying that uh, the uh, what's her name? Aaliyah. 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 Ray Mysterio's daughter is not. Ray Mysterio. Well, I mean, I watched the clip. Yeah. And it was talking about Dominic. Dominic's not the kid. That's what I thought. But then he questioned if Aaliyah is Ray's kid because she showed compassion towards Murphy last week. Because, uh... Because apparently a Mysterio wouldn't show compassion. 
Uh, Ray, uh, as Seth Rollins said, it's 2020, so the the tests are better now. So, by the way, Ray, you're not the father again. <laughs> so, Maury's going to be on uh, Raw next week? Yeah, probably. So, what was weird about it, right? It was He did this whole build-up to that we all thought that it was going to be Dominic wasn't his kid again. So, I'm just rolling my eyes like, Jesus Christ, right? And even Ray is like, we already did this. <laughs> so, at one point, Rollins says, you know what? Since 2020, testing is a whole lot better now. It's a fact. That's just a straight scientific fact, right? But then in the next breath, he says, essentially, maybe this test means it's Aaliyah who isn't your kid. You're like, if it's... What did you test for then? It's no, either the DNA, right or it isn't. The you DNA fuck. of your children isn't interchangeable. Like, so if you have... So let me ask you this, Booble. If you have siblings... Yeah. Are, you can just get one person to test, and guess what? All three are the, you know, are you all? So, well, so That's sibling not DNA, seeing according is, to Seth Rollins, sibling DNA is close. It's not exact. So yeah. you can tell that somebody is a sibling, but you can't, like, you can't say this is a test for both kids. It's a separate test. But that's for each what kid. Seth Rollins is saying, right? This test is for both kids. He's no, he's saying that oh. maybe the, the the he's saying at the same time the test is conclusive because it's twenty twenty, but it's not conclusive for which kid. So it's going to be a third kid, right? Hornswoggle. The thir- who, guys, who's the third kid? There is no third kid. You guys are missing the whole point. The test was for Dominic. Only Dominic. He's just saying because Aaliyah showed compassion, now he's throwing uh, yeah. shade out that she may not be his either. Oh, I know. It's just the fun. And then because Seth Rollins is trying to separate the Mysterio family within by saying that line, and then Ray, uh, what, uh, Ray's like, well... She's immature, naive, for this for the in this world, mm. which is true. She is, and then in the wrestling world, and that caused her to leave the uh, stage, and then causing the mom to give chase. The other part that was utterly ridiculous is Murphy coming up to Aaliyah in the back and sitting down and saying, "If I've caused you any pain, I'm very sorry." You've been trying to kill her brother for fucking six months. You, you popped Pretty his, sure you've caused her pain. You helped, uh, you helped her uh, father lose an eye. Does nobody... Did you not put him <laughs> in the ropes and mutilate him with a kendo stick? Does nobody on the creative team watch the product? Do they not remember what they themselves wrote for the past six months? Is that what we're getting at here? Maybe they all just do a bunch of blow in the back. I'm sure that's yeah, part you, of the case. You, and you've said it before on like the Monday Night War stories and stuff. That... WWE thinks fans are stupid Must and on this show and that they're stupid and they won't remember what happened last week. Vince so, believes that the product is weekly. Mm-hmm. That each week is a brand new season, as it were. And that you need to reintroduce everything to everybody, every show, because it could be the first time anybody's seen it. They get the same rating every week. To same people <laughs> because watching. they're doing the same shit every week. It's because the same only... people watching. <laughs> no need to put it back on there, Val. So let's mark out no sell for Clash of Champions this upcoming Sunday. Uh, I believe Devin, you have the. I card. do. We have nine matches of this card. Awesome. First up, we have Bobby Lashley defending the United States Championship against Apollo Cruz. Guessing uh, that's a pre-show match. I'm gonna go. Yeah. No. No. Was it not? No. No. Uh, Nope, the pre-show match is, uh, well, let's, well, I'll say that after this. I don't know why it's listed before. Uh, so, 
I would mark out like a month ago because I, the way they're pushing the Hurt Business and or a week ago, I would mark out. However, this is like the typical WWE that it's Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley for like the fourth time. Yep, and that's why. I, so what, maybe third straight pay-per-view? It was the kickoff show for SummerSlam last month. Or Payback. I'm sorry, Payback. Yeah, so s- s- two straight pay-per-views. And, you know, I get the long storyline stuff with the, like, or we're going to do Apollo versus the Hurt Business and stuff. But it's just like, maybe give Ricochet a shot this time. You're feuding him with three other people, but it's always Apollo Crews is the one always getting the title shot. <coughs> so for the, I have to know so with this one. I'm going to know so as well. Pretty much for every single reason Joe just said. I agree as well. And uh, Ricochet's holding it down on main event. Yeah, and I'm going to know so because it's <laughs> it's the same... Do something. They different. got Ali now on the main roster. It's got to be, <coughs> but he's all on main African event. Americans have to be in the same segment. That dude is as good as gone when that contract is up. Yes, sir. Uh, your pre-show match is Oscar defending the Raw Women's Championship against Zelina Vega. I will. I'll say this. I will slightly mark out because I am intrigued to see how Zelina Vega does in the ring. Because I know she wrestled back in Impact days, and she does a here and there spot. But I'm intrigued on how she does it with Oscar. I can't remember the last time she wrestled. Last night on Raw. Okay. It was okay. <laughs> All right, so you're, so you're marking out? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's no prayer for winning. Yeah, there's no chance she wins, so I can't really mark out for that. Because I know it's going to be a and I and I and to be fair, I didn't watch TNA when she was there, so I can't speak to her potential in the ring. But she hasn't wrestled a lot since then, so I don't know. I'm true. sure she's lost a step or two. Cora no more than us. Her husband will keep her up to speed. She was okay in Impact, nothing special. Uh, she was the part of the TNA Tag Team Champions. The other performer was a former coach for NXT who just got fired about a month ago. She was the talent of the team, sort of say Sarah, Sarah Stock. Sarah Stock. And Zelina was the the beauty, but I mean she's uh, she's improved since then. But however, I'm gonna no sell because she's had one match as of last night, and all of a sudden she's the number one contender on a division that sucks. And, and I would say this: I think they they should have went with Mickey James because of the fact that la- the last Raw they the the ref botched the ending because they thought she was hurt. Thought it was the rumors of separated shoulder and then a concussion, but. Working. She, she was selling this, the injuries, so the ref bought it and then stopped the match. So, in my mind, in storyline telling, you fucked up that ending. So, you, I, I believe last Monday night, what they should have done was have Mickey come out and cut a promo saying, I got screwed by the dumb ref. Give me a match at Clash Champions. Have the rematch. That would have been far better, but they made their decision before the first Mickey match that they were going to Vega. That's why when they thought she was injured, they still pretty much shoved her out of the ring so Selena could come down and cut the promo on Asuka. For some reason, they you know, Mickey's old. Mm-hmm. She can still go, and she's still hot, but they think she's old. So while she's a good Monday night challenger, they're not going to give her any pay-per-view matches to and, impress. And during this time right now, I'll say this before we move to the next match. It doesn't matter if she's a Monday night, if any wrestler is a Monday night, wrestler instead of a pay-per-view because of that it's the same damn thing 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? At this time frame right now in, in quarantine and in the Thunderdome, it's the same damn thing. You're just putting different graphics up. I agree. But this company's lost. It, it, it has no clue what it's doing. So no so. Agreed. Um, next up. God, Jesus. The Street Profits <laughs> uh, defending the Raw Tag Team Championships again against Andrade and Angel Garza. Hey, look, a SummerSlam rematch. A uh, WrestleMania rematch. God damn, yeah. Jesus Christ. So that'll be a no-sell. I'm going to no-sell like, And I love... And, and I, I like, like both teams. I like both teams, but, you know, since WrestleMania... Hey, uh, when was WrestleMania? Uh, April 4th? 7th? 6th. April 6th? 6th? What month are we in now? We're in September. September. Almost October. So, six-month feud? I mean, they did the... Viking Raiders Street Profits thing in the middle. I lied. Yeah. Five months. But yeah, no, no, so. Just because you're. It's what you, we've said multiple times. It's the same match. Uh, I will no so as well. It feels like, especially Andrade and Angel Garza, have gotten the dreaded. You're a good hand push. The Dolph, they, Ziggler, they don't, the Dolph Ziggler they push? They don't, uh, for whatever reason, see them as marketable. I don't understand that, but they don't. And so they just. Can put on a good match, so have a have a good little match. Well, Charlotte's gone, so they don't need to make Andrade happy. There's something I mean, for that. not wrong about that. So also no sell for me. I'm gonna no sell uh, only because last week Andrade and Angel Garza broke up and beat the fuck out of each other, but this week they won a number one contenders match, unified. <laughs> you don't to say get, to get the title match. So huh? you know more of this fucking company and not knowing to, having a fucking clue what it's doing. No, so. Well, don't worry, because the next match is Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn in a triple threat ladder match I for the will, Intercontinental Championship. I will mark out. I will mark out as well. Uh, Jeff, I mean, Jeff Hardy's been in a ladder match a couple years. Uh, I think these three are going to kill each other, and I can't wait to see it. I'll mark out as well. As will I. This is Shades of Sean and Razor from back in 94. No, I'm the Intercontinental Champion, but I have the belt. I'm the Intercontinental Champion. Well, let's do a fucking ladder match. But Only this time it's 2020, so let's add a third guy who really doesn't have a claim to the title. He lost fair and square. But he's but playing <laughs> off that he got cheated. So who, yeah. zip, who zip lines to the ring? No one. Damn it. Uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> should be a good match, though. So I'll mark out. I, I look for Jeff Hardy to win. I was going to ask, who do you think? Um, well, AJ's going back to Raw in the draft, so. Yeah, same as those yeah, because Heyman's on SmackDown now. Plus, now that they're doing, <laughs> I didn't Smack- even think about that. That's now funny. that they're doing live SmackDowns again, he he doesn't want to work Fridays because that's that's his son's football. That's game son's too. football game night, and he wants to be there for that's more important. So weird. That that's almost the Trump rallies are on Fridays. So he has to be over that too. Right there in Georgia. Uh, next match is Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defending the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Lucha House Party. I didn't even know this was on the card. It's a big note for me, dog. That's going to be a Randy Jackson from uh, good old Dev Dog here. Um, no thanks. Slight, Mark. Why? Slight. Why? Why? <laughs> because, because it's different. Uh, I think not if you've watched SmackDown the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> and I have. And I have. Plus, I was booking that too. Um, but I think. Is Lars Sullivan? I think. <laughs> no. I think Cesaro can. And. I don't know. I think it could be an entertaining match with the four people in the ring. They're going to bring him back as Retribution member Spade. <laughs> as Mitch uh. Bennett. His formerly known alias. I'll give that a try. Uh, 
Just because it's going to be, if Shinsuke, and I know Cesaro would bring it, if yeah, Shinsuke's on, and then with the... If he's not thinking about surfing. If they, but I feel like what they're doing this match is they have the Lucha House Party break up in some shape or form, because that's what they're leaning towards. Great. Great, we get Cody yeah. Stowe versus Grand Metalik and Lince Toronto. We have two main rosters, and between them we have three tag teams. Let's yeah, break up another they're one. Breaking, like, they're breaking up uh, oh, I know. Lucha I've House, so... Kalisto's gonna go heel. Yeah. Um, no, so. With three teams be- and two Because of that, yeah. Two belts. There's two belts, three teams, cross the both brands. That makes sense. Let's break up another one. Checks out. I mean, fuck. Yeah, no, uh, what, is, what is this company? AEW's got 37 tag teams, and they somehow book all of them better than WWE does three. No, so. No, so. Yeah, well, slightly, I will slightly mark out. Slightly. Slightly. Well, don't worry, because you're going to mark out for this next one, because it's Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the Women's Tag Team Championships against the Riot Squad of Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. <gasps> Sorry, I mean, no Well, self. don't puke on my girl Liv like that. Yeah, All right, watch gonna, what you're, you're saying. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Come on, that you're on sensitive ground here. <laughs> That's the smoke show right there. Um, You know what? I'll slightly mark out for that, too. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to heavily no-sell it. We're going to need to hear why. Mm-hmm. I need to convince me, yeah. sir. I'm in. Intri- if you tell me Naya's a good worker, we should just end the podcast. Uh, Baszler's the good worker. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this match to see you. how they continue the bitterness, fe- the bitter feud be- between the tag champs of of Sh- Naya and Baszler versus the newly reunited Riot Squad. That reunited. it's. I, I'm. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to look forward to the upcoming talent since you know when they when when they pub people when they try to push someone and it's like ah no we're we're just gonna shit on it mm-hmm. but it's like you're shitting on it instantly but I it's hard to okay have this. It's hard. It's easy to shit on it because of the fact that Dirty is pushing it down our throats. Like, hey, it's going to be the right squad facing, each other, facing, uh, making their way up to become tag team competition with this newly formed tag team hating each other. So, give it a shot. You know, what else are you going to do with the tag belts besides just get rid of them? I mean, they're, they're never the on TV right anyway. <laughs> I just can't stand watching Nia Jax. Yeah. Works so. I'm gonna no sell for two reasons. One, Nia Jax is in it, so it's an automatic no sell to me. Boom. She is a liability, a dangerous liability in the ring. Number two, let's not forget this tag team split up thing they love. In the last month, they've broke up three women's tag teams, and they only had five to begin with. So they're down to just these two teams. They reunited one, I guess. Who? <laughs> Iconics. Oh yeah, because yeah. Vince forgot he was pushing Peyton Royce. Um, the and plus. I don't think the Riot Squad is winning, and they have to because they've jobbed them out so many times in these opportunities that if they lose this time, no one's ever going to buy them ever again. I don't buy them right now. Exactly. And I think and that's they're going, And they're going against a team that hates each other, so the storyline writes itself that the Riot Squad wins, but this is WWE, so I have no, no doubt Nia and Shayna win this, man. Yeah, and they, and they are, and they are, and I'll say this, they are throwing the Easter eggs of Shayna and Nia already breaking up after three weeks of being oh, yeah. champion. Paul Heyman, man. Fuck him. Hey, USA wished... I would. Pissed off that they lost him. 
Yeah. That they fired him. Yeah. But he created the whole warring tag team champions thing in 98 and goddamn every goddamn company <laughs> since. That's like their favorite crutch for tag teams. Yep. Next match. Next match is uh, for the SmackDown Women's title of Bailey defending against Nikki Cross. I will know sell this because we had this match, what, two months ago? Yeah, three months ago. Was it? What was uh, Mania? Mania was a six person. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This was. was Backlash. Backlash. God. It's a hard no for me. No. Yeah, they need new women on SmackDown in the worst way because Bailey has beaten all of them multiple times. Except for Alexa Bliss, they're not doing that match for some reason. Because she's too uh, busy getting oh, yeah. all <clears throat> those hands. But like, they could have done it any time in the past eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, they're just doing the same matches over and over again. They have to wait for the Sasha match. This division is played out. They had one fresh opponent and Mandy Rose, and threw her to Raw. Well, don't worry, she hasn't Car- even been on Carmella's TV coming back. Well, thank God, because they haven't done that match a couple times. <laughs> well, not this Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> no sell. No sell as well. Plus, yeah, I'm getting I'm less and less. I, you know, I started off really liking Nikki. Nikki Cross. Cross. Couldn't remember. <laughs> Bella. <laughs> I was going to say Nikki Cox. I'm like, no, that's, she's an actress. <laughs> and it's less and less every week now. It's like, nope, I don't want her on TV anymore. Next match. The next match is an ambulance match for the <laughs> WWE Championship of Drew McIntyre against Randy Orton. Uh, I'm going to slightly mark out. I like these gimmick matches. Why? Is that why? Yeah. Just because it's a gimmick match. I'm going to no-sell only because I think, having watching, watched that Orton promo on Raw, uh, he's no-selling this. <laughs> He couldn't give Probably. a fuck about this match. He's, so it's not that it's he's not, not winning the it's title. It's not one. Drew. Well, it's, well, maybe that, but it's not Drew as the opponent. It's this fucking ambulance match. He's just like, really? This is what the fuck? After the summer I've had, I'm in an ambulance match. Thank you. And maybe he is winning the title, and he's pissed that this is how he's winning the title. Is it a gimmick I, match? I know I marked out the first time they fought. Because I was excited. The promos were killing it. The idea. And that was a great match. And it was a great match. And then they're like, let's do an ambulance match. Because, hey, how do we get viewers? Let's just make every damn match a gimmick. And let's do an ambulance man- match. Because we haven't done one in a year. So, no like so. two years. No so. There's never been a good ambulance match. It automatically I mean, took me out of it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I'm done. These these two don't guys. need the gimmick. Like they don't. They have great matches. You can just have them have a God forbid a great match for a world title. That okay. So no. let, let's <laughs> turn this around. Let's remember who we're talking about here, though. To Vince, having a great wrestling match is like us hearing it's an ambulance match. He's like, oh, that's fair. God, why what would is we this do wrestling that? you speak yeah. of? Why would we do that? We have entertainment matches. Well, maybe this will entertain you. I doubt it. Because it's the big dog. Oh, well, sorry. Roman Reigns Focus versus in. Jey Uso Wah! for the WWE Universal Championship. Mark out. I will mark out as well. well I mean, it's no entertainment. We, we, we have to mark out. We are Roman Reigns. We are podcast, a fan club so, here. Yeah. I will mark Some out. Some more than others. <sighs> Damn right. So Probably wear that badge proudly. <laughs> so we're all, I think it was an easy mark out. I, I, I'm just into new Roman. Forward after this, like, what do they do with Roman next? Like, what's before he gets to the Fiend? Oh, he's gonna spend the fall with the Fiend. 
Yeah, that that is exactly what's happening. It's Halloween season, so does baby. The fiend attack him? Like, how do we get yeah, to that probably. stupid story? The only probably he probably attacks him at the end. The only good news about it is that well, I don't know. He may not attack because remember the fiend's the baby face now. Yeah, the and fiend Roman's the, the heel. Yeah, the fiend can't <laughs> attack because only in Bizarro World is that Although, what's happening. I would love it if Roman Riff, like, if it was like a Firefly Funhouse, and Roman just kicks that fucking door down behind him and beats the shit out of him in the Firefly oh, Funhouse. Then I will watch that one. That would be fantastic. That I will would be vigorously masturbate awesome. while watching that. Uh, <laughs> this so, is good shit. So, like, and they've already planted it by introducing Wobbly Walrus. You know, Roman's mm-hmm. not going to take kindly to that. Uh, I'll mark up because they sold me on Roman versus Jey Uso, which when I first heard was like, really? That's what you're fucking doing? But the storyline has been great. They both have done their part to make me interested. Credit to Jey Uso. He brought me in. He's done his part. He's bought me in. I'm, I'm marking out. I don't know what they do with Roman after, though, because, I mean, he's definitely winning. Mm-hmm. And they've made it perfectly clear behind the scenes that they are not doing another Bray Wyatt Hell in a Cell match after what happened last year. Well, they don't have a crowd this time. So, so if fine. that's the title match <laughs> at Hell in a Cell, it won't be in the cell. I, I, they're not making that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be I will be marking out as well. Uh, It'll be the hurt business retribution inside Hell in a Cell. I I was intrigued. <laughs> yep. I mean that is supposed to be the Survivor Series main event is retribution against the best of WWE. Checks out. So they went to Hell in a Cell. So yeah. can we no sell that now? <laughs> yeah, I'm just re- <laughs> no. anything involving T Bar gets a no sell for me <laughs> or Slapjack. Remember Michael Tarver from Nexus? <laughs> yeah. That's T Bar, dude. Uh, marking out for this match, <laughs> I love the idea. I was. I love the storyline of the bloodline mm-hmm. because they, you know they did a little montage, even though they didn't skip out on some people. But <laughs> strategically, but yeah. I I enjoy it. I love the the promo with Heyman narrating it of them being like they're they're cousins, but the hell they could be brothers. Um, brother could leave out Romans. Brother. It it you you know you know you, do you know why do you know why this is uh, why we're all marking out besides it being. Roman, it's more real than it is anything ding, else ding, that WWE's yeah, doing. Yeah, it's a little less punchy fist vest. I love everybody, and a little more Roman. Well, no, it's, it's a little less. We're gonna wrestle in an ambulance after I've you know punted you in the head eight times, which should fucking leave you as a fucking vegetable. vegetable. <laughs> oh, right on time. There we go. Beautiful. And instead, it's look. We've known each other our whole life. I've always been better than you. Go ahead and try. I'm gonna kick your ass afterwards. It's all love. But understand, I will. I will own you, um, little boy. It's relatable. It's real. Yeah, that's why we're marking it. Well said. So you, you, you wouldn't take Jey Uso in a real fight? No. <laughs> Jimmy, no. That's a different story. I mean, off the booze, you never know. <laughs> but that's the big... <laughs> <laughs> Naomi has a mean backside. <laughs> yeah. So we have that look to look somewhat forward to. We forgot to ask, though. Oh. During the Raw title match, does... T-ball, Mace Windu, T-ball. and Slapdick interfere? Yes. I mean, probably. Yes. It's just, it seems like the us. whole thing is then they just they interfere and fuck over anything involving main and people Keith Lee. to build towards Survivor Series. And then Keith Lee's the uh, leader. leader. And I just... Uh, we didn't, talk, we didn't talk about it no. on the Raw part, but I Whoa. fucking hate Keith Lee's gear. It's fucking stupid looking. It needs to match. It, it's it's Mark Henry. bothers the fuck out of me. I hate it. It's a mismatch Mark Henry. Yeah. It's like... Uh, it's you Mark went Henry to, that had... He went to like a St. Vinny's for wrestling gear, and that's the shit he found on sale. And his theme song. It's bad. Hey, by the way, guys. Best get ready, get ready for Roman. New gear. By new gear, I mean 
shirtless. Oh. Why'd you say so the first time? Uh, he's wearing. He's, uh, <laughs> Where's that thing out. outside the outside the door? Oh, yeah. he, uh, Ro- Roman uh, Roman is just going to be wearing his shield pants. Yeah, I'm gonna mark out for that. And that that's hot. That's it. <laughs> and that's the boots it. and the shirt. No shirt. Yeah, I know, but yeah, no shirt. It's just it's just the pants and the boots. Ooh ah. Ooh ah. Ooh ah. Can he go full chess piece now? No, he's going. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can we go full tribal chess piece? Assless chess. So we have we have all that to look forward to. NXT. I don't know. From the sounds of it, I don't think most of us yeah. are looking forward to it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it at about no, seven God, o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I said we're looking forward to Roman. Okay. Yeah, about seven o'clock main event time. Also, yeah. we're looking for last eight it. minutes of the paper. Oh come on, yeah. you know fucking Drew and Drew and Randy are going last. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we have no. I I think it'll be Roman. Roman goes last because that's so. This is the Randy's idea. Randy's jerking the curtain. If we're doing, if they're doing the fiend, the fiend would come out on stage like he did with with John Cena, and then point to something, and then Roman would go. I guess it depends on which shitty character they want to run the pay per view at the end instead yep. of in the middle. Retribution yeah, yeah. or Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so probably Bray Wyatt might interrupt the. Mi- He's the face, so he might interrupt the middle. But it's Roman and with Heyman now, so it's either I get main event or I don't wrestle type situation. Although Bray Wyatt does wear a mask. I still have a hard time thinking Vince is going to give Jey Uso the main event spot on a pay-per-view. Bray Wyatt could be part of Retribution. He wears God mask. damn it. <laughs> Believe that. <sighs> so we have that to look, somewhat to look forward to. Mostly Roman shirtless. NXT came out with a new... Gimmick match. Uh, Corey, do you know what? Uh, can you tell us what this match is about? Yes, I can. <laughs> it's the Eliminator Gauntlet. Yeah, the Elimination Gauntlet. That's okay, a, that's what I was gonna say. So, <laughs> what it's going to be? <laughs> oh yes, I forgot you haven't watched. It. I didn't watch NXT, so uh, yes. So it's it's Elimination Gauntlet. So what okay. it is? It's going to be a gauntlet match. <laughs> A gauntlet match to determine the number one contender to face Finn Balor at the next NXT TakeOver on October 7th. And it's okay. Kushida. And it's Kushida. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Timothy Thatcher. Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. And Kyle O'Reilly. And they're going to the moon. Going to the moon! <laughs> right, Jim? So that tells me Kyle O'Reilly's winning. Mm. But I really want Cameron Grimes to win. But he won't. I think they'll be the final two. It'll be a good little, like... Although they... They could find the fish, like, kind of the last two of the match. Although they did just start a feud with Ciampa and O'Reilly. So that could be a takeover match. Oh, so maybe O'Reilly's oh, not oh, winning. O'Reilly. I do know... To the moon! No, hold on. It's Kushida. They have, they have Bronson Reed. They like him. Mm-hmm. But you just said it. I do know that when they originally signed Kushida, like, two years ago, they had big plans for him. And they were not cruiserweight based. Maybe now they're finally they going to do, do something. With because it. he came out and destroyed uh, Velveteen Dream the other mm-hmm. day, which they, we all approve. I approve that message. They signed him to be Shinsuke, not Hideo Itami. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. Kente. So, but this is a different. <laughs> this is a different gauntlet match. It's. Uh, it's Winner, you have to be eliminated via pinfall submission. However, it's like every two minutes or every four minutes, the next person comes out. So it's not, I'm going to eliminate you, and then if I eliminate Booble, then Devin comes out. But it's now going to be, I'll be facing Booble, and then Devin comes out within the next four minutes. How do you feel about that? I like it. It's different. It's different. 
I like, trying... the, I like the twist on it. Yeah, it could be a triple threat match. It could be a fatal four-way. It could be Corey's fatal five-way yeah. favorite. Well, you know it's going to be that. It's going to be that way. <laughs> but, yeah, it'd be, but all five men can be in the ring at once. Maybe in a six-pack challenge. I changed my mind. Bronson Reed's winning. Because, well, how so? Well, they started a feud with uh, O'Reilly and Ciampa, so that's probably a takeover Kushida match. and Dream. And Kushida and Dream. They just started that with him whooping his ass. Yeah. So that's probably a takeover match. So going by that, that leaves only Reed and Thatcher. And Thatcher. I just don't think they're going to go with Thatcher. So I think Bronson Reed gets it. So Bronson Reed then goes to the main roster a year later and becomes the reincarnate of Rotus Clay. The one thing I do like about this gauntlet match is that it's five guys who've never been in a title match or held the belt before. That's so true. God, I noticed that. new blood. Thank God. Uh, so... Not Johnny St. Page. I guess just quickly, Corey, <laughs> going over to the five guys, yes. uh, how would the individual matches be with Finn Balor? Kushida and Finn Balor would be fantastic. They wrestled in this juniors in New Japan before. Ooh. So they have a history and have done really great matches. And those... Traditionally, are those matches where people who don't watch regularly will watch because yeah. they know the match. Exactly. So that would be fine. I think Bronson Reed, uh, Finn Balor can work against a big man, mm-hmm. so that would work out well. That would be a really good match. Um, Thatcher, they just had that match. Uh, takeover, they did Balor and Thatcher. And it was really good. That's another reason I don't think that's going to happen because they just did it at the last one. Uh, and it was a good match. Uh, and him and Grimes would be a fantastic match because Grimes is the kind of cruiserweight but shouldn't be pushed as a cruiserweight who can take a hell of an ass whipping. He knows how to sell. He looks good both on offense and defense, and Balor plays well with those kind of guys. And O'Reilly, I mean, that's a pro's pro. Him and Balor, that would be fucking great. So really, any of the five would be fantastic against Balor. Uh, Cameron Grimes is the way you were describing him. Like a broodier Chris Jericho? There's Jericho similarities. Yeah, for size, um, proficiency. Both at the beginning of their careers were sneaky good at promos, but nobody really knew it. Grimes can cut a promo. He hasn't really had the chance yet because... They didn't highlight him a lot. Plus, this is a different kind of gimmick than Trevor Lee. Mm. He can cut a hell of a promo as Trevor Lee. I like the promos he's cutting his grimes, but I feel like he's still getting feeling comfortable doing it. I see the sky's the limit. I've been a Trevor Lee guy forever. I've been talking him up to Joe from, like, 2016. I mean, the moon's a To the moon! <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been talking him up to the moon! He's His dad trained with the Hardy Boys when they were coming up. And he used to wrestle in the ring with him at, like, four years old. Jesus. Like, he's literally been in the ring doing it his entire life. Damn. So, yeah. He's, he's a good combination of the Hardys. He can do reckless shit like Jeff, but he's more grounded like Matt. Nice. So. It's not a bad wrestler to build. No. Not Matt didn't get grounded. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's not a, he's not going to the moon. <laughs> so, the... Let the on the other show, on uh, the other Wednesday night show, AEW Dynamite, they had a five star match. And According street, to Uncle Dave. To Uncle Dave, a street fight. I don't know. It was pretty fucking yeah, it was great. pretty fucking good. <laughs> I don't know about five, but like four and a half. Four I got to think about it. Like I'm going to watch it again. I'm, I'm between four I'm and three quarters. I was texting you guys like, holy five. shit, these guys are murdering yeah. each other. This I is did awesome. Not see 
see you. It's, Which match was it? It was uh, proud and po- it was proud it, and powerful versus best right. friends in the parking, in the parking lot. lot. That's right. It was. It's so maybe good. the best parking. Yeah, lot it's probably the I've best parking lot brawl I've ever seen. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Goldust and Piper. Better. Better. God damn. Don't even no. No, it was good. They. uh I will say this. I have poor one, Trent. one, poor one, Trent. That's all I have to say. I have one thing that I want to critique: having Orange Cassidy. Get yeah, yeah. And that's all the the shit. That's the one thing I was just went like, why? Again. You don't need the gimmick, and that's what our, say, our good cult of cornet man said yeah. too. They gave him crap, you but he was dead it. on. Yeah, he ruined it. Yeah, Orange Cassidy was, was not needed, and it was the only blemish. Because everything they were, I mean, they're slamming each other through fucking two by fours and windshields and plywood and fucking beating the piss out of each other. And then Orange Cassidy pops out of a trunk. I will say it took a year, but this is the Santana and Ortiz that I was on about in TNA and LAX. That they were just ass kicking motherfuckers. Finally. It, it, it's a way to try to get them out of them being a joke that they started to become with the inner circle. Yeah. But the match is great. I, my slight critique is Orange Cassidy yeah, coming in I agree. and hitting a Superman punch and basically that's how the match ends. Yeah, that's what sets up the finish. After they hit each other with boards. They've been fighting for 15 minutes and then Orange Cassidy comes out of nowhere and it's just like, ah, I don't, I didn't like that at all. I did like the fact that uh, Sue, Trent's mom, comes and picks them up and they get in the minivan and she drives off, stops, and then flips them the bird as she drives away. Well, the whole storyline was built around her oh, in that yeah. van, so it makes sense it, that she shows I, up. I, I, I like that. Oh, I thought you said you didn't. No, I like that. I, like, I, didn't, I, didn't, like, I, I didn't like Orange Cassidy. Yeah. I liked Sue showing up going, fuck you, you know, Ortiz and Santana. For Poor her. Trent probably spent five hours getting glass picked out of his back <laughs> from that fucking powerbomb he took on the windshield. Ortiz okay. with the uh, swanton from one car to the other. Oh, they went all... Out. And according to Mr. Khan, we only did one take. Yeah, they did it in one take. Yeah, it was a one take, which is nuts. They did very age. little editing. You said it took about 20 minutes to edit it. The only thing they edited out was like Ortiz saying, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was really um, good. God, if that would have been on the pay-per-view, people would have been talking about it. Yeah. Um, they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. So you have those two tag teams facing off. And then we have a new heel tag team and the Young Bucks. I didn't like how that started. I didn't like how it just opens with them walking out for no... Well, I guess there's a reason, but... Just walking out silently, super kicking Alex Marvez and leaving. I need to know what the end game is. I mean, it's obvious Omega and the Bucks going heel. But what's the end game? Like, FTR is firmly heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That looks to be who the Bucks are going to feud with. Where, what's going to happen with Paige? Where does he fit in? Is he the main baby face they're going to feud with? Is he going to do the Mopey Raven thing? There's still enough questions, I think which is a good a, thing. He probably goes into a program with Kenny would be. They're just not going to shoot their load, so to say, which is good. But, like, where is it going? So, but if, so if the Bucks just turned heel, I mean, so the Bucks just turned heel, can you really do a heel v. heel feud? In does, that does comp- that push it off? In that company then? where Cody is... Dead set on not having heels and faces, but just shades of gray because it's 2020. Yeah, you could. It would not be best business. You need someone for the crowd to cheer. Um, and I think you know what? I think with, do they with AEW, they'd be like probably it'd be, it'd be 50. Really? I think 50-50. Yeah. Oh no, they're gonna make sure. Oh, they're they're doing this shit to make sure you boo the bucks. Yeah. they're it, going to make sure they're booed. And it just don't worry it, about it. 
with with the idea of the the gray area, you know. And it's just like I don't think in AEW's mind, they can go, we can do that, yeah. you know. Like, whoa, we can, we don't need the good guys, bad guys. We can just go. These guys are just having a bad day today. The only problem is it's never sold in wrestling. It's never made money. The whole Shades of Grey. Because even in the Attitude Era, they said Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. but Austin was a baby face. Yep. McMahon was a heel. That's what sold. Mm-hmm. It's it never made real. money. It's yeah. never made money. The whole You want the shit, tw- the twerp to get his ass beat. Yep. At the end of it, it's, it's still a morality play. It's always been a morality play. It's always going to be. You need someone to boo. You need someone to cheer. When you, Rick, when you finally make goddamn hot money, it's when you get someone they hate with a passion and someone they love with a passion, then the money rolls in. It's well, as hard that, as fuck to get someone to that hot. You, well, MJF's getting there. He's trying. He's trying. Uh, the Bucks, I will say the Bucks are excellent douchers douchebag heels when they do it so you ain't seen nothing yet omega is a st- omega is a heel <laughs> and what's and what's great about the bucks is everything the fans love about them, they just be like we're not going to do that cuz you love it like fuck yep. you guys we'll we'll do fucking chin holds all night right? give a shit <laughs> that, yeah it, like. it'll be great <laughs> they will make sure ftr gets cheered when that match happens and good luck getting anybody with Tully blanchard cheered yeah. <laughs> I mean that dude's a fucking heel through and through. Like, yeah. I'm 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 bring this up for a minute. So on AEW they do they 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 allow their vlogs. So you have the Sammy vlog, you have the Elite vlog, and it, in the Elite vlogs on the Dark Order, yeah, is basically like rah rah, let's fucking go to the hype machines, and then they're when they're on TV, it's just like straight to business, but like. There's like there's like one of them. There's a job to do. They're celebrating uh, Brody Lee's win and like we got Applebee's. Yeah, just yeah. Like, I just saw one too where, oh, fuck, I forget who it is, what, what number it is, but he's like he didn't like your fucking cookie Sue. It was Sue. Yeah, yeah. There was a, and she it comes was, in. Uh, yeah, three. Yeah, it was three. Yeah, he's like he didn't like your fucking cookie or cake. Oh, it was yeah. cake. He's like you didn't like your fucking cake, Sue. And she like threw paper at him and totally missed. And she's like, pick it up again, he's throw like, it at him again. And then she does it and it barely hits him. And he's he, like, he you goes, go down for you Sue. You will fucking sell for <laughs> Sue. <laughs> and he's he like slowly like goes to lay on his back. And he's like, you will sell for <laughs> Sue because Brody Lee's <laughs> trying to recruit Sue into the Dark Order. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's so funny. I, I, it's cracking up. So you have like it's just like crazy comparison of like you know we're doing. Funny stuff on the elite with the dark order, but business that. So on this upcoming episode of Dynamite, yes, for the TNT title is Brody Lee versus Orange Cassidy. What should, what's your guys' thoughts on that? If Brody Lee doesn't squash him, then it makes Cody look like a bitch. The, it's I think that's what I it. think. Uh huh. No okay. uh, It's a lose lose, right? So Brody Lee either. Has to squash him, or he Cody looks bad. But you can't just squash Orange Cassidy after he just beat like, Jericho. It's a it's a giant star for your company. Like, what the fuck do you do with it? It's, so then it's a schmoz finish, and then Tony Khan's is really high on Orange Cassidy, isn't he? TNT's really high yeah, on Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. Okay. <laughs> well, I know he really likes him too. He does, but TNT very very much likes Orange Cassidy. Orange. Uh, Brody Lee should squash him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, should destroy him. That should that needs to be what happens because he didn't get his over in the feud with Jericho as they hoped. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to say it was a failure. It just didn't get him to that level they were hoping. Brody Lee, the character, the group, it needs to, he needs to squash him. It needs to be like the Cody match. It needs to be like, bam, bam, clothesline from fucking hell, squash, I win. But if you squash Orange Cassidy, you've already squashed Cody, so it doesn't make either of them look as bad. Because they both got squashed. He's just inferior. Mm Mm-hmm. I think with Orange, Orange kind of has the Darby Allen thing. You can squash him. You can kill him. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah, hurt him. He's so lovable and he's so, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't hurt him. Yeah, but Brody Lee needs that win. Yeah, he can't he, be in there hitting him with Superman punches and selling Yeah, you shit. need him to look dominant. Yeah. Um, that's what I think. He, Orange is squashable because he's not. Because he's freshly as, squeezed. Well, no, stop. Because as Corey has said multiple times, it's a gimmick that doesn't need a world title. Yep. He's never a world title Which makes sense. contender. And so it never. does not matter if he's squashed. Yeah. He doesn't You're, need it. Yeah. You don't squash Chris Jarek. You know what I mean? You I don't mean give Cody, you do because it makes sense for the Cody character, but you don't, you know what I mean? This is going to sound disrespectful to Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. because people think this other character is a joke, and he was at points, but Dirk the Clown didn't get main event world title matches because mm-hmm. um, that character doesn't need it. That character is meant to do something on the undercard, which is not a bad thing. Nope. It is perfectly fine to be an over mid-card act who you can put on TV that's going to help others get over. Tito Santana spent his entire career, which was very successful, doing the same thing. It's almost like the R-Truth. X-Pac did his entire career. Say like the R-Truth. 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 Yeah. These, all these I mean, he had a world title match example. against Cena at Capital Punishment. Yeah, and he shouldn't have because that <laughs> fucking <know>. bombed. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, you know, it... <laughs> But he really is almost like that. It's okay. Like an X-Pac, you know, one, two, three kid got a world title match against Bret Hart on a Raw. That's okay. He lost. You knew he was going to lose. These kind of guys don't need it. Uh, That's one thing that's hurt the business over the last 20 years is that everybody gets title matches and everybody gets title wins. We, this business has been hurt by everybody getting a turn with a belt. Mankind, as great as that moment was, should have never been champion. That character is not built to be world champ. That character is not meant to be the guy. In order for the world title to make, or in order for your company to do good business, your world title has to mean a lot. It has to matter who has the belt. That's not opinion. Go back and look at all of the record books for successful companies when they were doing good and doing bad. The bottom line is when they were red hot and doing really well, the champion meant something, and not everybody can do that. They need this, this business as a whole needs to go back to letting just the select few who match the criteria be the main guys. Orange should never go near the title. Now, if like five years down the road, he changes his character and he becomes a main event level Probo and talent in the and ring. He's it, putting butts in the seats and the ratings indicate it. That's what happened to Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. for years. Steady as hell mid Carter, but all of a sudden he was putting butts in seats and he was, he was carrying the SmackDown rating. I mean, Daniel Bryan was a mid Carter too. Yeah. Until the yes movement. And the off. yes movement went off and guess what? It made him. And then right there, there's the belt. It can happen. You just have to wait until it happens. You can't. It used to be like you wait until they get to that point, and then you put them in that position. And somewhere around the Attitude Era, it became, no, we'll put them in that position, and then it'll just mean they're there. Yeah. But that doesn't work. Hmm. 
So that's what we got to look forward to in this upcoming Dynamite. But the G1 has started in New Japan, and Corey, you have watched the first two nights. Yes, I have. It is so nice to watch New Japan wrestling in front of a crowd <laughs> with people who give a shit. Will Ospreay, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Kenta, all returning to Japan. Hadn't been there for months. They're, they came in. They did their two-week quarantine. They are there. Newsflash, you'll be shocked. Will Ospreay still the best wrestler in the world. Nothing has changed. Um, ridiculous. I mean... He carried Yujiro Takahashi, of all people, the Tokyo pimp, to a three-star match. That's the equivalent of having a five-star match with Okada. <laughs> <laughs> to get Yujiro to three stars is, is a feat. No less than Tanahashi last year when doing an interview after his G1 match with Yujiro said, I did the best I could, but it was Yujiro. <laughs> That's, a shoot, brother. Brother. That's a shoot, brother. So, you know, you know what you're up against. Minoru Suzuki and Tomohiro Ishii on night one. Big Tom? Beat the living fuck out of each other, and I loved it. Minoru Suzuki with a nasty gotch pile driver for the win. Um, I could watch those two Rams buttheads all fucking day. I just <laughs> love it. Bring the lunch pail. Night one main event, Okada and Kota Ibushi was really good. Uh, what was the other night one co-main? can't remember it was really good too it was the other that's what happens when you watch uh, 10 matches in one day yeah, uh let's see it was koda and okada minoru and ishii uh night one koda and uh okada jay white and shingo jay white and shingo that's what it was that was good too uh jay white ripped as a motherfucker it's so great to have his heel shit back in New Japan. So good. Night two was a little less. The B block isn't as strong as the A block. But you had uh, Tetsuya Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi in the main event. And that was four and a half stars. It was fucking fantastic. For for what I fear for one night only, the, the 2014 Tanahashi came back. The guy who wasn't old and beat up. And had just a fucking fantastic match. And uh, so that those are the three like breakout matches so far. It's it's early days, but I'm definitely happy because I was a little worried this year with the quarantine and not being able to get everybody they wanted back. Kenta's still a magnificent fucking bastard, Joe. Uh, Just a straight up prick. Uh, I, my goal <laughs> is to watch them with you. Yeah, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. Just need a login. <laughs> they're, a little, they're spaced out this year. Yeah. Like the first two ma- nights were Friday and Saturday. Then the night three is tonight. And then there's another night and then night four. Like it's spaced out. Um, Kenta in his interview, totally just not giving a shit about the match, talking about he just kept abreast of New Japan News by watching interview clips of Master Wato, the young lion who has a lame ass karate gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It was good. It's good. It's it's good to have it back. It, it d- d- New Japan felt more real than what WWE's been doing because they have fans. God, yes. They have fans and there's a st- the realism. Like, it's not real, real, but right. just they're by realism, I mean they never insult your intelligence. 
they don't tell you it's real, but they're not insulting you with Firefly Funhouse and T-Jax and uh, Masturbate or whatever the fuck they're, you know. That's Mace. Those, <laughs> those Retribution guys, they're not trying to, like, you know, they're not doing that crap. So, you know. Were they having shows without fans? Yes. They, they started without fans okay. about... Like a month a ago? Month ago, a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, they started doing limited seating, kind of like AEW is doing. But Japan, shockingly, has come further along than us in all this. Don't say. So now it's it's almost packed houses, just people in masks respecting each other's fucking boundaries. It's amazing what happens in a civilized country. Oh, weird. <laughs> Gotta love it. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, like I said, I will be watching, attempting to watch G1. I just need to log in because I believe your cousin, uh, might not be doing that anymore, <laughs> but I might be wrong. Oh, I mean, he's watching it because no, no, if, he, <laughs> if the login, oh. if his login works, I was using good old JR's. Mm. That's what I was using. I'll, I'll, I'll use the Mr. Max and see if, uh, good old JR, eh? good old JR. I can ask him. The Ring of Honor Pure title is tournaments looking good still. Impact going along strongly. Eric Young is the world champion, but it's working. It's amazing. Guy couldn't get five minutes on WWE TV, but he's a believable overheel world champion in another country company. Uh, might as well be another country. GCW <laughs> is doing like their we- WrestleMania weekend coming. Yeah, up. Yeah, they're doing the collective because they didn't get to do it over WrestleMania weekend, so that's pretty cool. They announced uh, for Joey Janela spring break for uh, Joey Janela versus Ricky Morton. And I'm here to tell you, no joke, Ricky Morton is the much better worker at 64 in that match than Joey Janelle. Damn. And uh, producer Zen. We need to get Cornette on that one. Producer Zen is ordering the combo pack. Nice. So she's nice. ordering them all. It nice. Is. So we have There's so some good shows. shows. There's, uh, but some of them look really good. I'm not sure what all of the shows are, but I know For the Culture. There's that For looks the good. Culture. There's the Janela Spring Break. There's Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Yeah. Um, there's like four. There's like we. I think she named them off one time. There's like twelve shows that weekend, I and st- she's ordering it. There's still a lot of talent on the indies, but I'm. I got to be honest. I'm really missing the indies of like 2015, 2016, where the best names on the indies were like Chris Hero and Kyle O'Reilly and guys like that instead of Effie. Nothing against Effie. It's just he's not as good. They're running and, thin. And it, yeah, it sucks that most places can't run shows. Yeah, War Horse. So. I mean, I like War Horse, but he's he's just not that caliber. Like, these guys could become There's some young fucking guys. great workers. You uh, know what I mean? Calvin just, Tankman. Yeah, Calvin Tankman has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, Will and, Hobbs, however, he just signed with AEW. And Tankman signed with MLW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And they start up in November again. On Wednesday nights? Yeah. Jesus wasn't necessarily the company's decision, <laughs> but the TV outlet said Wednesday. So that's a loaded Wednesday for wrestling. Oof. Not sure if MLW is going to do well. <clears throat> but then again, their ratings aren't exactly robust, period. I don't know the kind of reach BN Sports has. Uh, so um, gigantic internationally. It's where most of international soccer is. Really? So it is, uh, the channel is accessible by a fuck ton of people. Whether or not people who watch the Premier League are going to watch, you know, MLW Wrestling I mean, is, is it or miss. But I've read reports, because they've been on BN Sports since day one when they came mm-hmm. back. That's a huge network. I've read reports that the company itself are very happy with what they've done. Uh, very happy with the ratings they've gotten for them. 
And it seems to be a committed relationship, so that's cool. But we, I, I never got B in sports whenever I had cable here, so I was... I, just I looked, watched it on Fighter. I looked it up and it was they removed it from Comcast. Yeah. But I think, I, I, I but the thing is, I think uh, the Samsung T, like I have a Samsung TV, mm-hmm. and they have the Samsung channel, so it's the satellite channel, internet channels, and I think BN Sports is on the internet channel, so I can watch it on that. Luckily for luckily for me, it's just, it's always on YouTube as well, so I just wait until Monday and watch it on YouTube, mm-hmm. so I've never missed an episode. I like MLW. It's a good alternative. It's it's 2020 wrestling, but with 1995 ECW. Not booking because it's not hardcore, although there is some hardcore stuff. But just the mindset of we're going to be a little outside the box. We're going to be a little different. We're not gonna we're not gonna be WWE or AEW. We're not gonna be Impact. We're gonna do what we do. We're mm-hmm. gonna like the kind of stuff we do, and that's. Yeah, come along, like it or don't. They yeah, just, the, yeah, they don't give a fuck. If if you don't like it, great, don't watch it. Yeah. We're not going to cater to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're not trying to find more fans by being more WWE. They're like, no, we're we're doing what we do, like it or not. And I love it because it's got the Dynasty, Hammerstone, and the Holiday are fucking great. And before you move on from the core, you said something to us the other day off mic that shocked. You said that somehow those two are better without MJF. Yes. Which is shocking to hear. They were great with MJF, but it was more like he was the focal point and they were just kind of orbiting around him because he's such a character. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he left, those two got more time and they're fucking the chemistry there is ridiculous and they're just hilarious together. And it makes it for such a better package. Love it. They have War Beast. You know, they got fucking Fatu has been like champ for a year and a half now because 2020. I got an <laughs> idea. There's going to be a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of long ass title reigns because of of the pandemic. Yeah. People are going to be like, wow, that guy was champ for how long? Yeah, well. He didn't work for eight months. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that wasn't doing much. But they have a lot of young talent. They they go out and find the young. Brian Pillman Jr. was an MLW guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Myron Reed, who I'm sure, Joe, you've probably seen on those GCW shows, Myron yeah. Reed. He's their open weight champion. Wasn't Strickland a... Strickland was the first, first MLW yeah. champ when he came back. Mm-hmm. And, they do an, and, and they do an exquisite job finding the older veterans even ones with attitude problems and maximizing their usage for their show. Like low key was a MLW champion as well. He did a great job for them because the guy court Bauer who runs MLW, he's really good at managing those kind of attitudinal wrestlers who just don't last. Yeah. They don't last anywhere else, but they somehow, I mean, he got Teddy Hart to coexist for two years before he fucking signed Austin Aries. They tried. They tried. And that one was the one he couldn't do. You know, (laughs) yeah, you can only expect so much. There's, there's, uh, can't work miracles. Uh, one more show, Corey, um, UWN primetime. Um, what? So they, so fight TV is doing like a big indie show now. However, Um. The main event last week, love last week's show was Mike Bennett versus Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship. Okay, however, there was like an earthquake or something, and like the power went out and the feed went out and it was buffer. And I want to say Aldis and Bennett, what didn't go long? 
It didn't go long. Uh, there were all kinds of technical issues with losing the feed and whatnot. Uh, luckily, I got to see a replay, so everything was smooth. But the match itself didn't get the time or attention it deserved. It's basically UWN is a conglomeration of the NWA Championship Wrestling from Arizona, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and another indie. And every Tuesday night, they get together and do a pay per view for fourteen ninety five. They're going off the old NWA TNA model weekly mm-hmm. pay per views. The only problem is they don't have the talent um, that TNA even had. They have pieces. It's nice to have Nick Aldis in the NWA World's title every once in a while. They had Hammerstone and the West Coast Pro. That's the other company. They had him in his world title on the first night. They have, but that's about it for stars. <laughs> and Chris Dickinson from uh, GCW, he's uh, he was a star on it, but it was it was okay. It certainly wasn't worth fourteen ninety five. I would never pay that for for what I got. Ouch. And they have some talent this week. I know Thunder Rosa is going to be on it defending the NWA women's title. Against Priscilla Kelly. Against Priscilla Kelly. And there's other matches as well. Uh, Eli Drake will be on this week. But fourteen ninety five for the talent they have. 15 bucks a month? A, big, yeah. a week. Oh, a week. Sorry, it's yeah. a big ask. And it's going to fail miserably. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it while it's on because it's until it's really so bad I didn't. The first week was fine. There was some young talent I'd never seen that I got to see that I was like, ooh, okay, I'll remember that name because it's going to, you know, he'll be back. We'll see what happens. It's, it is what it is. It's not worth your time or money. Yeah. <laughs> Especially your 15. That's we my already, final we verdict. Are, we already spent nine ninety nine a month. That's all I'm going to do. So let's uh, wrap this show down. You can find all of our lovely podcasts at... No So Entertainment and anywhere you listen to podcasts. And like always, Corey must pose. No So.